Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Go ahead and go to Matthew chapter 17 and we'll wrap this up this morning. So I've had it on my heart for a while to return back to the subject of faith with the church. Faith is a necessary topic whether you were recently born again or if you are a mature disciple in the Lord. One of the things that I noticed about Jesus in his earthly ministry is that he was always impressed with faith. I mean, you know, faith pleases God. Faith opens the door to all of God's graces. Faith opens the door for heaven to manifest here on earth. If we are to succeed in growing up spiritually, walking out God's individual and corporate plans for our lives, we must have a faith that is continually maturing. God's kingdom does not operate the same as the world's. God's design is seed, time, and harvest. God's design is one person plants, another waters, but God gives the what? Increase. Our thinking must be in line with God's thinking or we'll miss complete harvests in our lives. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about love walk, character issues. I'm talking about doing the will of God for your life. I'm talking about fulfilling and walking out the fullness of what God has for you in every area of your life. Not only spirit, but soul and body. How many realize this, that you can actually live with a mind that will shut down and you can sleep all night if some people are looking questioningly about that he's like are you sure preacher yeah I'm pretty sure he said when I lie down I'll not be afraid when I lie down my sleep will be sweet I'm pretty sure the Lord said he gives his beloved rest but we have to operate in conjunction with the Lord with these graces and we do that by faith So let's take some time and dive back into the subject of faith together. Faith principles operate the same no matter the scriptural promise. That being said, the needed faith for a particular promise comes from hearing the scriptures on that promise. Now you're going to see some things here maybe that you didn't realize before. A.W. Tozer said this, unbelief says some other time but not now. Some other place but not here. Some other people but not us. Faith says anything he did anywhere else, he will do here. Anything he did any other time, he is willing to do now. Anything he ever did for other people, he is willing to do for us. So let's go to Matthew chapter 17, if you're not already there, verse number 20. The title of the series is called Faith, God's Open Door. Faith, God's open door. Matthew chapter 17, verse number 20, it says, So Jesus said. Do you see that? So Jesus what? Is this is about what, what the next words that are about to come out of Jesus' mouth, are they any less important than John chapter 3, verse number 16? What does John 3, 16 say? For God so that he... His only begotten son that whoever, what, believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So all of God's words are important. So who said this? When I was looking over this this morning, it's like the Holy Spirit said, look at that. Jesus said to them. Jesus said. So don't picture me this morning when you're looking at the scripture up there or on your phone or on your Bible, however you do it. 
Don't picture me, picture who? Jesus is telling you this. Sometimes religious people say, oh, no, that was a different time. That was a different era. Jesus was addressing those people. No, we're about to see here in this that he actually includes, he says this. He says, anybody that believes, all things are possible. He includes everybody. Jesus, so it's interesting to me when religious people get into these thinking processes and arguments and they overthink naturally and forget to listen to the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of them. I always get amused by this because I think to myself, okay, you're running around preaching John 3.16 as if it's for everybody, but you won't preach this as, as though it's for everybody. When, John, when Jesus shared John, the record, what we know as John chapter 3, verse number 16, when he shared that, he was speaking to a specific group of people that were in front of him at that time. If we followed that principle of Bible interpretation, we'd end up with this idea of what? That they were the only ones that could be saved at that time. But you and I both know that's not the case. It's just when you get into other subjects on other things, people start to get constrained by religious upbringing or denominational thinking. Last I checked, the Lord believed everything he said. (laughs) Amen? And so he says here, it says, Jesus said, these words are no less important than any other words Jesus said, but he said to them, because of your unbelief. Now, I'm not going to read the context of what was going on here. You can go back and uh, read it later. But Jesus addressed their unbelief. Then he said this, because they asked him why they couldn't uh, cure a particular person of something. He said, it's because of your unbelief. Then he said this, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will what? And nothing will be, how many things? Nothing will be impossible for the person who what? Has faith. Now, through the years in dealing with this subject and talking with people, people have come up to me and said, yeah, I just don't have enough faith. Well, you're going to see how faith comes. And it's actually not your faith you operate in. It's God's. So all you need to be is good dirt. (laughs) Come on, you're made from dirt. You can be good dirt. Other translations, Matthew chapter 17, verse number 20, he told them, it was because of your lack of faith. I promised you, I promised you, if you have faith inside of you, no bigger than the size of a small mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move away from here and go over there and you will see it move. There is nothing you couldn't do with enough what? Faith. And by enough, he used what? A mustard seed. Have you ever seen a mustard seed? It's small. Apparently, you can throw a mustard seed at a mountain and it'll move. Another translation of this phrase says, nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing will be beyond your power. Nothing is higher or stronger than you. Anything God has ever done is a possibility for us. The limits of God are set by me, not God. Unbelief or faith. Unbelief stops the manifestation of God's promises in our lives. 
developed faith puts us in a place in God where nothing is impossible. Faith in the heart or soil of a believer can be so developed that it can speak to a mountain-sized problem and the problem will hear and obey the believer's words of faith. That's what Jesus said, right? Underdeveloped faith leaves believers in a position where mountains or impossibilities remain. In other words, there's no hope. You don't see enough of God in your situation yet. A lack of faith is nothing more than not seeing enough of God in your situation yet. In other words, we're not to magnify the mountain. We're to magnify the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us what? Exalt his holy name. What does that mean? Sometimes people think, yeah, the word magnify, it means praise. It means worship. No, no, no. It also means what? To make. Now, are you actually making God bigger? Do you think you're just like, God's like, yeah, keep praising me. I'm just getting bigger. <laughs> you know, I'm just swelling up here. You guys keep praising me. I'm getting bigger and bigger. Is that what's happening? No. What's happening? Your focus has shifted from your mountain to your Messiah. And when your focus shifts, you begin to go, oh, we're coming out of this. We're going, this mountain is going to be, this hindrance, this thing that is blocking us, stopping us in our personal lives is going to be lifted up and cast into, why? Because of the power of the one we serve and our little faith in him. You know what I mean by little faith? The mustard seed size. If a mustard seed size is enough to move a mountain, what would anything bigger do? Jesus in this verse clearly deals with the reality of the disciples' current faith condition. But listen, he does not leave them and he will not leave us with the idea that they are captive to this condition. Jesus tells them and us that it doesn't matter your level of faith currently, there is always hope for greater faith. There is always hope for what? Greater faith. So as long as we are on the planet, there is an opportunity for the development of faith. So how many are here? A few people. How many are on the planet today? Guess what you have opportunity for? Development of faith. Now this subject was going to be great. Because a lot of times when you hit this subject, people think, well, I don't got, even got mustard seed faith. Just keep sticking around. It'll grow. And what looks like is impossible right now, you'll go... Uh-oh, look, there's a mountain. Let's move it. You'll have mountain-moving faith. It strengthens. The complete biblical library New Testament commentary says this, faith can grow, that is the point of this. The believer needs to feed his faith through the word of God and become aware of the power of God and of Christ. Faith then can move mountains or problems making the impossible possible. 
Faith like this requires one to be totally submitted to God and a close follower of Jesus Christ. There won't be any getting away from that. In referring to moving mountains, Jesus was emphasizing the unlimited power of God. He who created the mountains can surely what? Move them. Also, he was stating that nothing that is promised in God's word will be impossible to those who believe. Now watch this. Many times people think, yeah, I need my faith to get up. I need to be a believer. How many have received Christ in here? You are already a believer. All we need to do is get your weight up. Come on. How many, how many uh, recognize a statement if you played video games in your life? You just need to level up. You need to get your weight up. What does that mean? You need to begin to feed, believe, and speak in line with what God said. And as you do, it begins to change the way you think. And as you're hearing the word, it germinates in the soil of your good heart. And you begin to change the way you think. And as your thinking and your heart, your spirit begin to line up, all of a sudden you find yourself much more uh, brave, bold, and strong in your faith concerning the problems you're facing. You're no longer having conversations with your friends, your spouse, and your co-workers about, I don't know what I'm going to do. Now it becomes, oh no, I've spoken to that mountain. It's getting up and it's getting in the sea. Because you begin to realize that it's not your ability in you working, it's his ability in you working through you. We need to understand how faith comes. We need to understand how faith operates. We need to understand that from the biblical principle of what Jesus said, and I'm going to give you another verse here, from what he said, I, you, we collectively have the ability to look at mountains, problems, situations, difficulties, and we can say, you get up in the name of Jesus and plant yourself over there in the pool, in the sea. In the water. What does the sea or the water have the ability to do? Swallow up the problem. There is nothing impossible to those who believe. Now let me help you get your motor revved. Say it with me. I am a believer. When I speak... To mountains, they move. Now, that's just a good start. That's all that is. Now, some of you are further along in this than others. Some of you, this will be new to you. But guess what? What am I reading to you? Jesus said. And I know you love Jesus. I know you want to do what he said right so that means i want to follow this example mark chapter 9 verse number 23 to finish up that commentary previously as you're turning to mark 9 it says jesus promised a share in his power to everyone who believes the power of the kingdom in which the believer shares becomes manifest over everything the enemy would try to put in the believer's way so we see again in mark chapter 9 Verse number 23, Jesus said to him, who said it? Jesus said it. He said, if you can believe, 
all things are possible to him who what? Believes. Now, this, this is what a lot of people do. And this is specifically, there was a young boy who, had an ep, who was having epileptic seizures, seizures. And this man was coming to Jesus. And he was begging Jesus, please, deliver my son. Deliver my son if you can. And I'm going to read this to you in some other translations. But Jesus said, what do you mean if I can? If you can what? He says to him, believe how many things are possible to the person who believes all things. Now, what does all cover in your life? Do you want to know what the Greek definition of all is? All. It's deep. All. All means all things are possible to him who believes. Another translation, the Passion Translation says this, Jesus said to him, what do you mean if... If you are able to believe, all things are possible to the believer. Weymouth's translation says, if I possibly can, Jesus replied. He said, why everything is possible to him who believes. In the uh, New Living, it says this, what do you mean if I can? Is the question God's power? No, it's what? If I can what? believe. Jesus said this, what do you mean if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. In the message it says, Jesus said, if there are no ifs among believers. I love that translation of that. If, what do you mean? There are no ifs among believers. Anything can happen to those who believe. Isn't that powerful? He goes on to say this in another translation. It says, anything can be done for one able to believe. Nothing is impossible for him who has faith. So what do we see from this? We see that our possibilities in this life are connected to our faith. We see that, in, that this is not a question of God's ability, but rather what? Our faith. One commentary says it this way. Jesus dramatically turned the issue around. It was not a matter of Jesus' ability to help, but to the Father's, in, but the Father's inability to believe. It was the Father rather than it was for the Father rather than for Jesus to decide whether this could be done. So this thought it does two things: it makes religious people and immature believers upset. Why? Because religious people say this, oh, you just, you're just an arrogant. You think you're going to go tell God what to do in your situation? But last time I checked, the Lord said I was supposed to speak. He didn't say, beg me to move the mountain. He said, you say. So who's right? The denomination or the Bible? Come on, this is how a reformation happens. People start believing the Bible. We just believe the Bible. And it works. There are so many testimonies sitting in this service right now of miracles that have taken place because people have believed. I could start handing the mic out. We'd go for hours. Hours. But yet the Lord says, I want to do more, so get your weight up. Well, you know, I'm already believing for this and this. Okay, what else? 
Because my, my unbelief or my lack of exercising faith, it limits me, yes, but more importantly, God is going, I want to do more. Will you believe with me? Or will we become those believers who get comfortable and have developed so far in their relationship with the Lord, but they don't allow the Lord to lead them out onto the water anymore? Will we become comfortable in the regions and realms that we live, in the patterns that we live, in the way that we operate and do to the point where we no longer step out into the unknown with the Lord? Will we give up? Will we settle in to the devil's way of thinking and the way he operates in finally just acknowledging the fact and receiving and taking to ourselves the idea and the thought that that mountain is just a part of my life? It's just my new normal. It's just the way I am. It's just the curse that's in my family lineage and it can't ever be removed because... Does that make sense? Do you see what I'm saying? Are we going to do that or are we going to go, oh no, I think we can do more. I think we can accomplish more. I think my family can be freer than it's ever been. I think the generations after me can walk at a higher level of faith. If I walk at a high level of faith, if I increase on my end, they will what? They will increase on their end. Amen? They will increase on their end. So, it says this. We see here that faith of the faith of the individual is the door for Christ to work through. Christ has all power. His power is not the issue. It is our faith that is the issue. There are no limits to what God can do for the one who has faith. A faith which is in harmony with the will of God. The reward of faith is worth the feelings of uncertainty that accompany obedience. The five senses never appreciate obedience to the unseen, but they always want to take all the credit when the manifestation happens. Step, so step out, but remain humble and be very careful to give God all the glory. So when the deliverance happens, when the, when, the, when the need is met, when God meets the need, when God comes into the situation and manifests for, and, and removes a mountain out of your life, don't go, ooh, look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at what I did. Yeah, I'm just blessed in the city and blessed in the field. <laughs> and you know I'm for that because that's part of the covenant. But you go, oh, no, all praise, honor, and glory to God. And people say, well, where did you get the faith for that? I found the faith in the Word. <laughs> I found the faith where? Here. All right, last point. Let's end with this. Romans chapter 10, verse number 17. And we'll teach on it next week. But I don't want you to leave without knowing this. Romans 10, 17. So what faith is and how it comes is what we're going to discuss next. I just want to show you how it comes right now. Romans chapter 10, verse number 17 says, So then faith comes by and hearing by the... What if you need faith for healing? Hear the word of God on... What if you need faith for your needs being met? Hear the word of God on... What if you need peace of mind? Hear the word of God on faith comes in the hearing of people say, yeah, but I read it and I read it silently. You're still hearing it. 
Because it's playing in your, it's going through your head. You have internal ears. You just think these are your appendage ears. No, they're inside you. These are a manifestation of a spirit. Your eyes are windows you see in the spirit. Come on, think about this. You're listening, you're hearing. What are you hearing? By his stripes I was. Hmm. What came with that word? Faith to be healed. It's not even your faith. So what is impossible to you if you're receiving God's faith? And next week, I'm going to show you from the scripture that you do have God's faith right now. What can stop me? The Lord, actually, you know, part of my testimony is the fact that I've, uh, you know, I've never been known to be like the most academically genius person on the planet. And, uh, and I joke about it. But it's not, I don't see myself as stupid. I've seen myself as lazy and disinterested, but not stupid. I've never really thought, I, I've never dealt with like a low self-esteem in most areas. If anything, I've had to deal with pulling the self-esteem down out of the arrogance realm <laughs> into, the, into the more humble realm, Right? But what the Lord was showing me in this beginning of this message is he wants us to get our weight up. He wants you and I to allow his word to knock the limits off of our imagination and begin to see what could be if we partner with him. Because I don't know whether you realize this or not, but for me and for you individually, our li- if we have limited faith, we limit God what he can do in our lives. And so we need to extend our imagination and our thoughts into the realm of his word, open our hearts, allow his faith for those thoughts to live in us and to begin to cooperate with him so they can manifest around us and in us and through us. Because, see, this just isn't about this church. This is about this city, this state, and then the world. You don't know, unless you've prayed about it and seen it, where your kids will end up in serving God. You don't know yet. But get your faith up. Get your weight up. They could, it could turn so quickly. Even those that have been rebellious, it can turn so quickly. And God is not through with anybody here yet. Unless you're through with him. Anybody in here have a heartbeat right now? Oh, we get good response on that one. As long as you're breathing, as long as you have a heartbeat, God's got a plan for you. Amen? 
If you'd bow your heads and close your eyes, I want to give people an opportunity to receive Jesus this morning. We know that eternity is in the heart of man. We know from John 3, 16 and 17 that God loves us and does not want us to perish. We know from Romans 3, 23 that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We also know from Romans 6, 23 that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. We know... And God wanted us to be brought back into relationship with him. So what he did, and we know from Romans 5, verse 8 and 9, that God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I have a word for you in here today. If you're away from the Lord, God is not mad at you. He is not angry with you. And if anything, he longs for you to come back to him so that the enemy won't have access to your life. He wants to save you from destruction. Christ, was he died for us. He shed his blood for us. We know from the scriptures that we receive forgiveness through faith by trusting in Christ. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says this, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You can receive this gift right now. You can place your faith in Jesus and receive God's gift of eternal life right now. Every head bowed, every eye closed, and even those of you that are watching online, if there's anybody there or anybody here in the room, you've never given your heart to the Lord, or maybe you need to rededicate your heart to the Lord. You just need to make Him your King in every decision. I want to give you that opportunity if you'd raise your hand where you're at. I just want to acknowledge you and then pray with you. Yes, thank you. Is there anybody else? Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Is there anybody else you'd like to give your heart? Josh, anybody online? Do you see anything? Nothing yet. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's go ahead and do this. Let's pray together with these that have made this decision. And then right after we pray, I'll dismiss. I'll say a few things and dismiss. But you, if you just tip your head up, those that raise your hand, you'll see altar care workers on either side of the, the platform here. I just ask you to come up afterwards right away. Don't leave. We have a, we have a, a, a package that we want to give to you that will help you on your journey with the Lord. And give you, it's a Bible and some different things. It'll just help you get established in your relationship with the Lord. Let's all pray together, if you would. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus who came to this earth, lived a sinless life, and died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose from the dead so that I could receive forgiveness, become your child, and receive the gift of eternal life. I come to you now, repent of my sin. I receive your gift of forgiveness. I give you my whole life my whole heart. I believe you've accepted me because Jesus said, the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. You also said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Thank you for saving me, making me your child, helping me live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Why don't you all stand with me? Go ahead and stand. Praise God. We got new brothers and sisters. Woo!
We love it. You get to hang out with me for eternity. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Woo. So if you need prayer for anything else after, you know the altar care workers are here. But those that did give your heart to the Lord or rededicated your life, please come get them. Get the information from them and let them pray with you and help you, encourage you. That's what they're here for. If you prayed that prayer online and, and you, maybe you didn't say anything, you can contact us via Facebook. There's lots of options there. Just look in the comments feed. Guys, bless you. Let's get our faith up. Amen. Don't forget we have Bible study Wednesday night. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.